Welcome to the Visegrad Inside podcast from Central Europe on Central Europe. Greetings to all my Visegrad Inside listeners. My name is Malik Banat and I'm here as usual with Wojciech Przybilski. At this start of the week, our political spotlight shines in Poland, specifically the city of Warsaw that is now hosting a conference for Renew Europe, a European Parliament political grouping. Now, for Renew, the conference is definitely part of a broader pitch to Polish voters, but it is also an important event for the Polish opposition. Notably, the newly founded Polska 2050 party, uh, led by oppositional presidential candidate Simon Holownia, is part of the Renew family. And uh, while definitely being in the opposition camp, uh, Polska 2050 has been described as somewhat of a third way between Donald Tusk's civic platform and the ruling Law and Justice Party. Uh, Wojtek, we have seen leaders of all opposition parties last come together to celebrate Poland's NATO anniversary, uh, which was also followed by a joint statement of intent to collaborate for the common goal of unseating PIS. And uh, what can you tell us about the state of Polish opposition today? It's a hot campaign moment in Polish politics when we are still one year ahead of elections, but the ruling party and the opposition parties are in a full campaign mode. Um, that started around summer when the ruling party realized and started to clearly communicate that they are not going to count on the EU funds, both recover resilience and structural funds, to be released before the elections uh, due to the nature of, um, of their internal uh, party infight inside of the ruling coalition. And they launched uh, a number of uh, campaign themes uh, prominent uh, one that got in attention across the globe was the claim of 1.3 trillion uh, US dollars or euro um, against Germany for, as, as reparations uh, for the damages and the human loss in the Second World War. The opposition uh, was not dormant. Uh, we have heard primarily from Donald Tusk um, as he was leading the campaign already uh, uh, since beginning of his takeover of the party back in uh, the last summer. And uh, his theme was uh, fighting against exit, against poll exit, that he identified as the key strategic axis of, of polarization between the opposition and the government. Now, uh, somehow in the back, uh, with, uh, with the support uh, estimated at 12%, is a new party by Szymon Hołownia. Szymon Hołownia was a presidential candidate. And uh, after uh, being deferred in the, in, the, in the, the ranking of popularity and in the ranking of uh, of chances to, to win elections. Some would be given him even uh, higher chances than Rafał Czaskowski, who was eventually going into the second round. Um, uh, Szymon Hołownia started his political movement, his political party, uh, so-called uh, Poland 2050 or Polska uh, 2050. This is the name, the official name. Uh, led by um, his uh, partner in the political uh, activity, Michał Kobosko, former director of Atlantic Council and uh, former editor-in-chief of Newsweek Poland, among others. Um, 
And this party is uh, currently polling at around 12% vis-a-vis -vis some 27 of uh, Civic Platform, the main opposition party, and uh, stabilizing, plateauing, or sometimes even dropping 30 to 35% of, of the ruling uh, coalition. Now, this weekend that uh, has, has just uh, 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 finished, we have seen in Poland uh, many, many prominent politicians uh, from Europe coming uh, from, all, from across the political, uh, from across Europe, from the political group of Renew Europe, uh, with uh, Mr. Sejourné making a key uh, speech and uh, the political event of the Renew Europe in Poland, uh, which is a normal uh, tour of, of the political groupings across uh, member states uh, involved here the hosting of um, of Polska 2050 Congress that was uh, uh, reinvigorating the, the, the message of, uh, of the party to be the party, the centrist party on the political scene, the most, uh, the most vocal about European integration. And indeed so, we have heard Szymon Hołownia speaking about uh, joining Eurozone, uh, making, uh, making Poland not at the heart of the EU, but uh, saying in, in, in plain language that Poland is the EU. Uh, something, some notion that that many um, in the in the country forget, and many politicians are afraid to speak openly about. So that political congress shows also how how high the stakes are these days in the uh, in the political game, and how diver diverse is the political offer also from the side of the oppos opposition. Not to say the civic platform would not be uh, very uh, pro-European, but it is. It is less uh, of uh, less of a focus on these topics and specifically on the question of joining Euro. I want to turn the attention and pick your brain on a slightly different point. In our weekly outlook, there are a few interesting developments happening in Hungary this week. Um, after Orban addressed his distaste for EU sanctions against Russia to his Fidesz camp, the ruling party has decided now to launch the so-called national consultation on said sanctions. It has been disguised as a democratic tool for determining public opinion on the anti-Russia sanctions. However, the content is based on a series of highly biased questions, to say the least, underpinned by an elaborate propaganda campaign, which has been disseminated countrywide through billboard and media advertisements. And by the way, this is, uh, of course, financed through public funds. So Wojtek, Hungary has been the uncomfortable elephant in the room for quite some time now, uh, severely undermining the unity of Visegrad 4 on support for Ukraine. I know you have had multiple conversations, including with PIS officials on this. Let me therefore ask you, what is the outlook on Visegrad cooperation among the Polish ruling elite and the domestic political scene more generally? Now, in the case of Polish government, the, the approach toward the Visegrad group cooperation um, is a catch-22. Uh, you do not have uh, a clear 
break up with the line of of Visegrad Group cooperation, partly because it's um, it's in line with their general communication strategy and the party strategy overall. PIS has been always investing in the Central European cooperation at times, even amplifying it beyond the European cooperation. In fact, it was hoping that uh, Central European cooperation can become more important and more in line with their values and their um, their preference as to how to organize Poland on the map of Europe. Um, that happened often uh, at the expense of the European policy overall and the strategy of PIS government was to downplay um, European Union uh, not only verbally but in fact it led to a limitation of PIS government options in terms of uh, foreign policy uh, in the European Union. The, uh, the outcome has been terrible for, for, uh, for the opportunities that Visegrad would have in the EU. Uh, Poland lost uh, a lot of its reputation and credit during the years, during the past years of PIS government. Uh, with key stakeholders, and that meant uh, losing a lot of value to the partners in Visegrad Group and in Central Europe. And the reason Central European initiatives still go on is that, on one hand, there is a a line towards uh, American security and investment, uh, uh, and on the other hand, there is a belief among partners that Poland will still reverse uh, its anti-EU stance and will actually transform into a country it used to be once, that is a country delivering its potential to the benefit of, of the other partners. In respect to the today's politics of the V4, um, and especially the role of Hungary in, in that politics, uh, we see we have seen over the years that Hungary uh, basically hijacked the agenda, managed to manipulate the relationship with Poland. And Viktor Orban is here very well, a skilled politician in in luring Jarosław Kaczyński to become the the main, um, essentially his, his shield in the relations towards uh, EU. But that also backfired for Hungarians in terms of rule of law, Polish problems that repeated the, 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 the way or the, the direction of, of Hungary. Uh, were tenfold the problems from the point of view of the EU uh, in comparison to the problems Hungary has had. Not only because of this, of the uh, uh, of how big the country is in comparison, but also how um, unorderly, uh, uh, how inorderly uh, the whole process of illiberal, uh, illiberal democracy has gone in, in Poland. Um, Poland has become a problem and a headache not only to the EU elites but also to the Hungarian elites who otherwise had it more or less under control with their tight legalistic political and bureaucratic culture, while in Poland uh, it was messy. Now, um, Poland was still very much in love, uh, but let's say not just the political elites but overall society has this very strong cultural uh, conviction that we are together in in Europe, both with Hungarians, but also with Czechs and Slovaks. Um, and according to the public opinion polls from the Ivo Institute, Institute of Public Affairs in Slovakia, that feeling is 
to a certain extent also mutual in, in other countries. Um, and of course, in relative terms, it is increasing um, uh, year to year. The sentiments, positive sentiments towards neighbors and the expectations uh, towards the Visegrad group deliver. But on the political line, um, that was already difficult with Czechs and Slovaks who saw uh, themselves in, in with various governments in a completely different spot that, than Hungary and Poland uh, wanted to be uh, in on the map of EU but also in the in terms of the direction uh, regarding the rule of law and regarding the uh, political ideology. With the beginning of the war, we have seen a breakup of the Polish-Hungarian axis, the, the Budapest-Warsaw axis, and that breakup uh, uh, should not be treated lightly. This is not just a PR operation of the government in Poland that doesn't want to be associated currently with Viktor Orban, who says all the nasty things about our closest neighbor, uh, Ukraine. There was, uh, because Viktor Orban was at the same time elected, and we've been, I've been actually uh, demonstrating that through a number of articles in Visegrad and Sejnan Politico, the uh, public opinion in Poland all of a sudden realized that it's not just Viktor Orban, but a lot of Hungarians who actually voted for his ideas, they do not share the same convictions and the uh, level of uh, empathy and proximity with with our neighbors uh, and, and friends in Ukraine. And that realization blocked the, uh, blocked the opportunities for the Polish government to stay aligned uh, with Viktor Orban, even, even on, in terms of European policy because obviously it would, not, it would not go on with this government in terms of security and, and, uh, and Ukraine, but, um, but the, the blockade, this, this kind of uh, ostracism towards Hungarian politics and Hungarian political culture overall, now um, uh, takes, uh, takes in additional circles of, of policymaking that involves also EU, uh, EU policy. Uh, Polish government has tested a few times already options of cooperation with Hungary. Uh, Hungary that keeps open channels and hopes for uh, additional energy supplies, gas and uh, coal from Russian, from Russian sources. Mm, but these test balloons, um, uh, exemplified by uh, a, an interview Mr. Morawiecki has given two weeks ago, over two weeks ago, to a right-wing um, uh, newspaper, um, have not been have not been um, producing a change in in policy towards Hungary. There is still um, very limited appetite in Poland towards this, and we will not see. Uh, any clear change uh, until Polish elections in 2023, um, because uh, because of the emotional charge that that uh, stays continuously stays in uh, in the Polish society and is reinforced by by the sympathy towards uh, towards Ukraine. The test balloon, just let me explain that, um, has been. Um, has been probably linked to uh, to the increased. Uh, the increased interest of the Polish public opinion towards the, the issue of, of energy and coal, uh, that um, in comparison with sentiments in measured in social media dynamics uh, towards Ukraine have been uh, at the beginning of the month 
uh, topping over uh, the, the the trend of of uh, regarding Ukraine. So energy and coal is becoming much more increasingly more and. Uh, the, the coal and, and energy topic is becoming increasingly more important topic, uh, but without uh, extinguishing the sentiments of, uh, of the Polish society towards Ukraine and Ukrainian security. Thank you very much as always, Wojtek. And I know we have a text incoming this week from Sona Muzikarova, who is a CE expert and senior advisor to the Slovak MFA. Um, talking about how closer cooperation may be Visegrad's silver bullet amid Russia's war in Ukraine. So for all listeners interested to hear more on this, do stay tuned and have a great week.